Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom here. Marlins walk off the New York Mets on Tuesday night at Lone Depot Park. They win 4-3, to three, a massive win for Miami as they chase down that final National League wild card spot. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, 31 one-run victories this season in nine walk-off wins for the Miami Marlins. They blew a two-run lead in the top of the ninth, and Jake Berger is the hero in the bottom of it. This is the 10th inning show. Everybody can exhale. Nothing exciting to see here tonight with Jeff Nelson, I'm Kyle Seeloff, and Nelly. Uh, before we kind of dive into this thing a little bit, they're just resilient. You know, no arise tonight. They blow it in the ninth. Scott in back-to-back games didn't look very good. Um, but he gets himself a win. But the, the Jake Berger, the hero, they win it four to three. They just find just find a way at this point in the season. Find a way. You know, they're they're very relaxed to me. You know, in a situation that they're playing playoff baseball, and they've been doing that for about probably the last month. For a team that looks like they've been there before, and, and that's what they're playing like. They they've been to the playoffs before. I know there's been a few guys on this team that that have. You know, a couple World Series rings and, and, you know, some playoff experience. But for the most part, they don't. And they're playing playoff baseball right now. You know, they're in the hunt of thing. They've been doing this for the last couple of weeks to a month. And and to go out and play like they're doing, to, to feel like, okay, they're never out of it, to battle all the way to the last out, that's incredible. And it's, it's fun to watch. Let's work our way backwards in this ballgame. And let's start in the bottom of the ninth and just – what Jake Berger's flat out been able to provide this ball club since he was acquired by Chicago. He's been a very, very good offensive player, a very good player. You know what? This is, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot. He's not a 10-year vet in the big leagues. You know, he comes over here. He absolutely loves Miami. You know, I've seen interviews. He's such a great guy and and very personable. You know, he didn't have a great game yesterday, you know, in the field and even at the plate. He's a guy that impresses you when you forget when he know or you know that he forgets about it. It's got a short memory. Everybody has to have it. And he knows that he has a chance maybe the next night, excuse me, the next night to come through. Yeah. And he did. And he, he, was, he was down 0-2. And he knew that, okay, i got to look cutter. I've got to look for something away. And he wound up getting a pitch out over the middle of the plate. It was a cutter, and he didn't do too much with it. He wanted to stay up the middle, and that's exactly what he did. Got a base hit, the game's over. I mean, it, you love those kind of players, and if everybody else in that locker room 
and in that dugout watches some of these guys out there and how they go about things and how, hey, one night might be terrible, but that next night I might have an opportunity to do something, and he got that opportunity, and he did it. What do you make of Tanner Scott right now? Um, you know, it, it could be just one of those things. Yeah, you never want to see it, but it could be just one of those things that, hey, he just going through a couple games that he's had – he didn't pitch too great. You know, for me, the last two outings, a slider hasn't been there. You know, that could be a lot with going deep into the season, pitching a lot of games. You know the Marlins are asking a lot of these, a lot of these guys out in the bullpen. Maybe you're starting to see some effects. Now, you're still going to have to go with them. Uh, but to me, once the slider starts getting elevated and it's not as sharp, that just means that he's getting a little tired. And hopefully, you know, I don't. he probably won't pitch tomorrow. Uh, so you'll have two days off going into the weekend against the Brewers. Now, another unsung hero in this ballgame tonight is Garrett Hampson, who made a couple of terrific plays early and then late to keep it tied in the ninth inning. He also chipped in with a base knock. Well, that play in the top of the ninth inning off of Mauricio when Nimmo was on second after he tied it with his double, if that ball gets up the middle, or not even up the middle, I thought Mauricio actually runs better than that i thought that was an easy base hit too. and nimmo was scoring i mean he rounded like hey i don't care if this is an infield hit or not i'm scoring from second but that play that hampson made that saved the ball game right there it could be a total different ball game if it's three two mets going in the bottom half of the ninth and he saved the ball game and at the plate again a- another great effort had the base hit rbi in the sixth that wound up scoring burger you know, he's a guy that you can play everywhere. He doesn't hurt you defensively. He makes you great. He makes great defensive plays, and he puts together solid at-bats. And he's a very valuable guy on this roster. Before I let you run here, Nelly, uh, how about Braxton Garrett, man? He's again, been great all year. Yeah, again, a great, uh, another great effort. You know, he pitched brilliantly against the Brewers, and, you know, you, you pitched brilliantly against the Mets. You got yourself into trouble early in the ballgame, especially in the first inning. Second and third, nobody out, and you Houdini'd it, and you got through that inning. Had some traffic in the next couple innings, but then settled down and gave you six solid again. I mean, that was outstanding right. of one run, and it wasn't even earned. They've got a rubber match tomorrow night at 640. We'll see who it is for Miami. We do know that the potential rookie of the year, uh, Kodai Senga, will take the bound for the Mets. And, Nelly, I'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Kyle. It's going to be exciting. All right. That's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game tonight. Matchup that featured Braxton Garrett and Joey Lucchese, both pitchers pitching really well of late for both ball clubs. Uh, Mets got themselves a couple of men on base in second and third, as a matter of fact, and nobody out in the first inning. But Braxton Garrett got Pete Alonzo looking. He got Francisco Lindor to bounce into a fielder's choice. On a play at the plate, Garrett Hampson on a slow roller. It was hit softly out toward short. Terrific off-balance backhand play to cut down Nimmo at the plate, and then Braxton Garrett got himself out of trouble by getting Francisco Alvarez to bounce out to third in the top of the first inning to keep the Mets off the board. Marlins went relatively quietly. They did leave a man out in the first. Both sides came up empty in the second, and it was the Mets who would strike first here tonight. Top of the third inning, there was a flyout to left, a strikeout by Ronnie Mauricio. Pete Alonso singled, and then he would take second on an E7, and then batting Francisco Lindor, the Mets would score. 1-0 pitch is dribbled towards third. Braxton Garrett's got the baseball throw to first. It is off the target, up the right field line. That's an E1. Alonzo scores from second. Lindor can trot to second base, and the Mets have a 1-0 lead. That was an 
So the Mets would get a run in the third, but the Marlins would get one right back of their own in the bottom of the third with two outs. Jorge Soler doubled, and Josh Bell followed. And that's a ground ball. That's hit fair over the bag at first, rolling down the right field line. Soler's going to score. Bell's on his way to second. Throw comes in, not in time. That's an RBI double for Josh Bell. That's a big two-out base knock. It's one-to-one here in the third. Well, a little two-out rally here. So the Marlins get that one run right back. It was 1-1 after three. Braxton Garrett was perfect in the fourth. So, too, was Joey Lucchese. Braxton Garrett was then perfect in the fifth. And that opened the door for the Marlins in the bottom of the fifth inning here tonight. Bottom of the fifth started with a leadoff double from John Birdie. Then after Nick Fortes was hit by a pitch, Xavier Edwards singled. And the Marlins would take themselves a 2-1 lead. The answer is yes, and he bunts it. It's a beauty towards third. Lucchese's got it, and he throws it to third, and nobody is there. Birdie's going to score. Nick Fortes doesn't know where the baseball is. He's going to go to third and get thrown out. Edwards is in at second base safely. The Marlins have a 2-1 to lead. Nelly, I have no idea on earth what is happening at this ballpark here tonight. I don't either. <laughs> Lucchese. Joey Lucchese picked up the baseball. He thought one of his teammates was going to be at third base, and he just slung it all the way down the left field line. Marlins, unfortunately, on the play, Nick Fortes needed to be at third. He just didn't know where the baseball was. He got thrown out at third base. Edwards didn't make it to second. Then Soler struck out, and Josh Bell grounded out, and the Marlins would only get one in the fifth inning off of Lucchese, but they would get another in the sixth. Jake Berger led off the bottom of the sixth inning with a single, and then after Brian De La Cruz grounded out the third, Garrett Hampson provided a little mid-inning insurance. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Line drive center field. Base hit for Garrett Hampson. Berger rounds third. He'll score easily. RBI single Garrett Hampson. 3-1 Miami here in the sixth. And Braxton Garrett worked six innings tonight. A.J. Puck came on in the seventh. Jeff McNeil singled to lead things off. Mark Viento struck out. D.J. Stewart singled. Tim LaCastro flew out. Brandon Nimmo singled by whacking a ball on a line off of A.J. Puck. The bases were loaded for the Mets, trailing 3-1 to one in the top of the seventh inning. And then Skip Schumacher brought Andrew Nardi in the ballgame. He got Ronnie Mauricio to bounce out to third to extinguish the Mets threat for Miami in the top of the seventh. Marlins went quietly in the seventh inning. Reed Garrett came on in the sixth to relieve Joey Lucchese, and he would work two and a third innings through the bottom of the eighth inning here tonight. Top of the eighth inning, Andrew Nardi stayed out there. He was perfect. He rifled right through Alonzo, Lindor, and Alvarez. This was a 3-1 to one Miami lead going to the top of the ninth inning tonight. Tanner Scott was brought on to face Jeff McNeil and try to collect his tenth save of the season. Keep in mind, McNeil last night hit a homer off of him in the ninth inning. It gave the Mets a 2-1 lead and ultimately a 2-1 victory. Leading off the top of the ninth inning tonight, Jeff McNeil doubled. Mark Vientos followed with a broken bat single. The New York Mets had runners at first and second base with nobody out in the, uh, or I should say first and third because McNeil went to third base on the Viento single. First and third, nobody out. DJ Stewart bounced into a fielder's choice that went two to six. Ball was hit right out in front of the plate. Nick Fortes, very heads up play to not only get the out at second base, but also look McNeil back at third. So there was one out. Tim LaCastro was the batter. He hit a soft ground ball to Jake Berger at third. 
the runner from first, Stewart, did advance to second base, but LeCastro is out, and the New York Mets had runners at second and third with two outs, trailing by two in the top of the ninth inning. Brandon Nimmo had an opportunity to tie things up. Scott comes set. Here comes the 0-1 pitch. And here's a swing and a fly ball in the air, deep right field. Oh, no. Sanchez going back. That's off the base of the wall. The Mets have tied the ball game. Brandon Nimmo, a two-run double here in the ninth inning. It's 3-3. Three to three. It's not easy to win ball games in September, especially when you're in it. Tanner Scott blew it in the ninth. He did get Ronnie Mauricio to ground out the end of the inning. Uh, that doesn't exactly tell the whole story, though. Mauricio hit a ball fairly hard up the middle, thought it was going to get into center field. Garrett Hampson, ranging to his left, made an unbelievable play, and then he was able to make a strong enough throw to get Ronnie Mauricio at first base. If he did not get him out at first, Brandon Nimmo was going to score all the way from second, and the Mets would have had the lead, but they did not. Garrett Hampson saves the day in the top of the ninth inning. Trevor Gott took over for the Mets in the bottom of the ninth, and he immediately hit Nick Fortes, and Fortes hit by two pitches in this ballgame tonight. Fortes at first with nobody out. Xavier Edwards sacrificed him to second. Jorge Soler was then intentionally walked. Yuli Gurriel then grounded out the second base. And the Miami Marlins had two in scoring position with two out in the bottom of the ninth. Jake Berger was at the plate. The first pitch that he saw from Trevor got, he popped up in foul territory over near the Mets' dugout. Francisco Alvarez and Pete Alonso came together. At the very last second, I think Alvarez heard Alonso slide on the warning track. He looked down. The ball actually hit the, dug, the top of the dugout railing. That ball should have been caught. Berger should have been out. The inning should have been over. But it provided one more chance for Jake Berger, who was looking for his fourth career walk-off hit here tonight. Now the 0-2 pitch. And that is a line drive. Center field! Base hit! Base hit! A walk-off for Jake Berger! The Marlins win 4-3! Oh, they needed it in the worst of ways! Jake Berger, the hero! His fourth career walk-off hit! And the Marlins beat the Mets 4-3! Oh, my goodness. You take him how you can get him, as they say. And the Marlins with their 79th victory of the season here tonight. And it was not easy. <laughs> Let's take a look at the totals from this ball game for you. For the Mets, three runs, 11 hits, one error, and eight men left on base. For the Marlins tonight, four runs, eight hits, two errors, nine men left on base. The winning pitcher in this ball game is Tanner Scott. That is his ninth victory of the season. He's nine and five. The loser is Trevor Gott. He falls to zero and five. Total time of game here tonight at the ballpark: two hours and forty-five minutes. 10,897 in attendance. With the loss, the Mets are now 70 and 81. With the victory, the Miami Marlins are 79 and 73. They do pick up a game on the Cincinnati Reds tonight. We'll see about that outcome in Chicago. The Cubs have an early 4-0 lead in the top of the third inning at Wrigley Field. Okay, for the Marlins tonight, on the mound they struck out eight, and that means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, get his reaction after the big 4-3 win over the Mets. Uh, Skip, I know at this point of the season, no game is going to be easy. Just uh, how gutsy of a win was that by the ball club? 
Yeah, no, uh, no win is always pretty. Uh, all wins aren't pretty either, and I think that was uh, that was not our cleanest game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, base running, defensively, um, it just wasn't real clean. But if, when you can win those games, uh, you feel pretty good about it because uh, it was a little bit messy. Um, but obviously, the big hit at the end, Berger was, um, you know, we love when he's up in, in leverage spots, and he he did it again. How significant for Braxton do you think it was to get out of that first inning without giving up a run and, and really that maybe first inning helping him to settle in? Yeah, with Alonzo and Lindor up uh, second and third, I, I, I don't, that's not ideal how you want to start the game. And um, yeah, made some really good pitches. I think a two-seamer to punch out, uh, which was his, his best pitch today was his two-seamer. Um, but I think he punched out Alonzo with the two-seamer. Hampson made a really good play. Um, it was just a, uh, a really good defensive defensive game um, by Hampson. Uh, made some really tough plays with the backhand. So, yeah, uh, overall, uh, Brax was was awesome. We needed we needed the length. We're still in this um, you know stretch where we don't have any off days. So to get six innings uh, out of him was uh, was pretty special. Five hits. Five hits, no runs. I mean, that's that's a really, really good performance at a time where we needed it the most. To see the offense just scratch and claw to get a run here, a run there, especially when Luis Rice comes out right before the game and you have to, you're trying to figure things out to be able to see them get runs throughout and be able to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the up and down the lineup, there's, there's a lot of guys were frustrated, honestly. Um, Felt like we had them on the ropes and kind of made a, a base running mistake. Could have been second and third. You know, with the, when Joey Lucchese threw it away at third and nobody was covering. Um, thought that was a kind of a bigger moment in the game where we could have just really added on and um, kind of, you know, uncharacteristically, uh, he kind of ran into the out. I don't think he saw the ball. He was staying at second for, you know, a period of time. I don't think he saw the play. Um, and, you know, that could have been a second, third, no out situation kind of added on there. But um, for the most part, X did his job, you know, really good job pl just playing the games, a small ball. You know, the game tells you what you need at times. And um, although, like, you know, the game, the, the, in general, there's not a lot of bunting in the game uh, nowadays, but, you know, things happen when you put the ball in people's hands, you make them play catch. Um, and, you know, he did a really good job today. But um, overall, I thought the at-bats were good. We just had a lot of balls on the ground again. Um, just couldn't get his sinker up. I thought Luke Casey's cutter was really good. Um, we just couldn't get the ball, you know, off the ground. Uh, but you know, they, they really battled hard today. Um, I think there is more frustration than anything, and uh, but I think they're going to be okay. Corey, how's Puck doing? Because I think he took it off his back, that one, and then also just Nick, a couple of hit-by pitches. Hasn't. Yeah, um, Puck's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I was getting naughty there anyways, um, so that was going to be his last hitter, uh, and it probably saved a run, so <laughs> uh, ended up working out okay. Uh, but, yeah, he's fine. Hit it on his right tricep area, uh, back area, so he, he's okay. Um, yeah, Nart, I mean, uh, Fortez, it felt like the, uh, I don't know if you've seen that, like the YouTube video that soccer player just keeps getting hit in the face. Um, gosh, every, yeah, every time I, I look up, I'm like going out and seeing if he's okay. Um, yeah, but he, he toughed it out, got hit hard all over his body, um, and, uh, and he's, uh, he's, he'll be all right. Um, hopefully, you know, tomorrow, you know, we'll see how he is. But I haven't, I haven't checked on him. I pulled him out of the game because he looked like he was hobbling out there. And um, so I didn't, I didn't want to 
just gets her to base it. Any update on Arise? Ended up being a late scratch before the ball game? Yeah, it's just going to be day-to-day. He just stepped on a ball and rolled his ankle. So, uh, yeah, we'll find out more tomorrow. And Nardi, again, bases loaded, two outs. Obviously, big situation there. Ugh. Get that out and go another inning, just like he's been doing it all year. I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. I don't know what the numbers are as far as like how many times he's been out there with bases loaded and inherited runners. Um, I know the inherited runners, what that is, but I don't know what the bases loaded. It feels like he's had a lot of those ones and he's gotten out of them. Um, it's it's. He's got a new haircut, the new Arias haircut. I'm not a huge fan of that part of his game, um, but his uh, but he's been awesome um, with the uh, bases loaded and uh, getting uh, guys out of big jams. Um, that was a big big moment of the game. Um, so I mean, if he if he does that, he can wear his hair however he wants it. Yeah. You touched upon it a bit earlier, but Hampson obviously is kind of considered a utility player, but the plays he's made at shortstop are like a primary shortstop type of guy. He's really athletic. Um, he, he's played all over and played great, and he's making backhands on the run that a lot of guys don't make. Uh, Yuli made a good pick. Um, also kind of a big part of the game. If he doesn't pick that, kind of a little bit of chaos happens. But, um, yeah, Hampson has been playing great. Another big RBI hit. Um uh, and he's he feel it feels like he's coming up in big spot after big spot lately and coming through um and again he's just a baseball player i mean he just does the little things well put him anywhere and he's making the plays um yeah it's it's tough not to like garrett hampson what's the message with some of your hitters when you see that's going to be like an inconsistent strike zone so early in the game uh what's the message to your hitters of any I think the, the message was let me handle it. Um, you know, let me take care of it. Let the coaches take care of it. You guys don't let one pitch affect your entire at bat. And I think that they've done a really good job of throughout the season have really matured into that, like, one pitch, don't let it ruin my at-bat. Um, early on, there were some guys that affected their their entire at-bat by one called strike, um, and then all of a sudden it was strike three. And that's not the sign of a, of a true big leaguer. And I think a lot of these guys have grown into, like, real big leaguers where it's one pitch, it's right, next pitch, let's move on. Um, honestly, it was both sides a little bit, so it wasn't if, – if it was one-sided, that's one thing. But, you know, the strike zone is the strike zone. They establish it, and then that's what it is. And – um, you know, it's it's not easy when guys are throwing so hard. Ninety, I get it, the human element, um, but every pitch matters right now. So that's why we were a little upset early on. Um, but you know, I think he did uh, okay. At, you know, for the remainder of the game. Yeah. And any just concern with Scott? Obviously, you know, he's been good all year, just two days in a row. Zero. Zero. Um, but baseball is like a, a sport where you, you see something new every time you come to the ballpark. Two nights in a row, some weird instances. Um, What's it been like as a manager trying to like keep focus when all these crazy things are happening with the, the foul ball yesterday and the the the, the balk no balk today? I, th- I yeah, for me the, the the control of the controllables. So I feel like um, the stuff that we have to clean up are not calls like that that I, I don't really have too much control over, and we can affect let that affect the rest of the game um yeah it was a weird balk the the home run ball i don't we can't really control that those those type of things what we can control is cleaning up the defense cleaning up the base running cleaning up some of the um the the signs that we missed a little bit today um so that stuff we can control we do that we're going to be fine i don't really stress on the on the bigger type of stuff of like the the i would have loved the home run 
Um, I thought the call, the non-block call, was great. So um, it's just that's part of the game. Um, but I don't, I don't really go, you know, peak and valley uh, inside the dugout. I'm pretty even keel um, unless one of our players gets screwed on something. Were you yeah. surprised they did? Maybe Walkberger, or do you think they were just kind of pitching around him? Type of? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I'm not going to talk with, about what what Buck is doing over there. He's done it for a long time. He obviously has, you know, he, he has his, his trust his gut, and he's done it a long time, done really really well. <laughs> so he he's been around a long time. So I don't second guess uh, Buck. I like Berger at the plate, though. Uh, if I told you at the start of the year, Braxton Garrett wouldn't just be a key part of your rotation, you guys would be 21 and eight in games that he started. What would you have said to that? Uh, the really dumb manager having him in the bullpen to start the year. So, yeah, um, again, it's proven me wrong, which is great. I love when people get proved wrong, especially me, if, if it means that they're having a really successful run. Brax has been awesome, especially with some of the injuries. Um, yeah, we love Brax on the mound. Braxton Garrett went six innings, gave up five hits, one run, seven punch outs. He was sensational again. Let's hear what Garrett had to say after his outing. Braxton, first off, just how significant was it to get out of that first inning without allowing a run? I know a nice defensive play by Hampson, but still to be able to get out of that inning without allowing any damage. Yeah, that was huge. You know, good time. You know, two runners on. I tried to slow the game down. And in situations like that, I kind of I kind of like to just assume the run's going to score and try and limit it the best I can. Just figure out how to get guys out pitch to pitch, and I thought I did a good job that inning. Mel felt like you got stronger as the game went on, especially in the fourth and fifth inning after you had to throw a lot of pitches in the third. What kind of impact did that make for you to have quick work in that fourth and fifth? Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, I was talking to Mel about that too. It, it was weird. It just pitches started to come out a little bit better. I felt a little looser. Um, and yeah, I was just confident in my stuff. Um, yeah, it was good to get a couple quick ones there to get to the sixth. I just touched on it, but the Hampton play in the first to get Nimmo out at home, just what was it like watching that for him? Yeah, that was that was huge. You know, me being a non-infielder, seeing that big hop coming, I, I know I would have misplayed it. So, But, no, it was a good backhand, get the runner out at home. Um, you know, we were just trying to get soft ground balls or punch outs there, and we got it. As you guys are making this push, how much I guess pride you've taken the way you've been able to like help the team you know, keep on this trajectory? Yeah, for sure. I, I think about it. Uh, like I said last time, we're in a race here, and you know, I I feel the nerves before these games. I feel like I should pitch good for the team. So. And again, I think that's a really good thing, and um, I've handled it pretty well. When's the last time you might have pitched in games, like, not that they don't matter, but like in this kind of situation where like a playoff is online, minor leagues at all, or high school? Um, probably high school, yeah. I, I don't think I've made the playoffs in the minor leagues, um, but yeah, high school playoff games. Uh, Skip mentioned your two seam today. He thought was one of the better pitches tonight. How would you feel about that and just your arsenal overall today? Yeah, we've been doing a really good job with that pitch. Um, you know, with guys like Pete and 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 uh, Lindor, guys who drive the ball down out over in that area, um, we just had to find times to get there. Um, and we did a good job, you know, getting in on guys and with, uh, with guys like that. You kind of have to go off the plate and make them fish, and and we did a good job. Same as mindset play. after Lindor, you know, reach on that dribble. Away. What mindset for you after that play? Yeah, again, just try and lock in. You know, I, I knew I made a bonehead play there, so you know, just control my breathing, get back on the mound, and get it out. That's that's the mindset. Team is twenty-one and eight in your starts. Just what does that mean to you? It means a lot, man. Uh, wins wins are most important. You know, whether I get it or somebody else gets it. You know, team wins. You know, most important and. 
you know, I've, I've just been fortunate to keep guys and keep us in the game and, and us coming up big like we did tonight. So it's not just me, it's the guys just coming through in the end. When you began the season as the long reliever to on the opening day roster, did you think that you would be in the position you're in right now? I did, yeah. I, I, I mean, I went into spring training with a lot of confidence coming off last year and, you know, you know, I don't control, you know, where I'm going to be. You know, they make those decisions, and I, I, I feel I've done a good job of focusing on what I can control. Um, and I, I knew uh, coming off last year and everything that I've learned that I had the potential to have a pretty good year. So just try to keep that mindset, keep working, and control what I can control. Where were you? Maybe despite the frustration after the throw over the first, do you feel like that's kind of symbolized your growth process, the fact that you were able to step back and, and not let that escalate into something bigger no doubt yeah that i talked with skip a lot about that and mel as well just how the game has slowed down um that, that's been one thing that's really been huge for me just being able to you know breathe and realize what i need to do to get the job done um and yeah just throwing that ball away just bonehead i i made a really good pitch and i really wanted to get frankie out there um yeah, but yeah, we've been able to slow the slow the game down. Where were you when Burger hit the walk? Oh, I was in the training room, so I wasn't here. And and then you know the bottom of the ninth happened. Me and Puck, we went back into the training room and, uh, or I'm sorry, the top of the ninth. And then we went in there to switch up spots. So yeah, <laughs> he got the hit and we went nuts. And... <laughs> I got a chance to catch up with Garrett Hampson, who continues to play so well for this team down the stretch. Another fantastic play defensively for Garrett Hampson in that top of the ninth inning to end the inning. He also had an RBI. Let's hear what Hamp had to say after the victory. Garrett, how relieving is this one here tonight? Ah, uh, it's great. Walk-offs are awesome. I mean, Berger down 0-2, didn't panic, got the pitch he was looking for. I mean, you could talk to him about that one, but uh, just a great win, uh, super excited and a huge win for us. You're doing it on both sides of the ball right now. Take me through that ninth inning, that ground ball to get the final out there to get out of that inning. Yeah, I think it, it, it slowed up just enough from the mound. I think the ball hit the mound and kind of popped it in the air. Um, originally, I was kind of thinking about diving and, and just saving the run and uh, got to it and uh, you know thought I might have time to, to throw it to first uh, and I uh, barely got him. You've been coming up with timely hits. Where's your confidence level personally and just with your team right now? Yeah, I have a lot of confidence right now in my game. And I mean, it helps me have teammates and, and staff like this just to make me feel comfortable every day and, uh, you know, talk me up and make sure I'm ready to go and prepared. And uh, yeah, I can't thank them enough. Awesome stuff tonight, Garrett. Thank you very much for the time, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. All right, Kyle. All right, Steven, tell me love him. Jake Berger went two for four. One RBI, of course, the big walk-off home run to send the Miami Marlins faithful happy. It was his fourth career walk-off. Let's hear what Berger had to say after the win. What were you looking for in the event? Um, you know, I mean, he, he's he's a great pitcher. He's got, um, you know, four different pitches with the, the curveball, the sinker, four sinker cutter, you know, and they're all going different directions. So, um you know, I was just trying to uh, keep him in the zone, and obviously I didn't do that the uh, first two pitches. You know, I chased the sinker in and uh, cut her down and away. So, um, you know, fortunately I got a pitch that I could handle. Were you surprised that they didn't walk you with first base with um, Yes and no. I mean, um, obviously we have Dela, I think, who's sitting behind me. So, I mean, that's a, another really dangerous hitter. So, um, you know. 
felt like uh, you know probably analytics or something told him to uh, go after me, and uh, fortunately I, I got a pitch that I can hit. And, um, you know that, that's it. Like you got Burger King last time you walk up, you think you're going to get another chip in? Yeah, uh, D-Rob was yelling, um, and Jazz was yelling that they uh, they went double whoppers in here um, <laughs> starting tomorrow. So, um, you know, maybe every walk-off we get some Burger King, that'd be awesome. Where do you feel like... Uh waving the flag. Oh. That, that was actually really cool. You know, Jazz is like, take it, take it. So I took it and w- waved it. The, the first wave, it well, like, almost collapsed on me. So I was like, oh, I got I to gotta get into this. So, um, you know, I don't uh, don't envy the uh, the people that, that waved that flag. <laughs> All right, we're right back at it. It's going to be a 640 first pitch as we wrap up this series against the New York Mets. Now, it's not the last time we see the Mets. We see the Mets in about a week at City Field. But Yuri Perez goes opposite Kodai Sango. What a matchup we have on the mound. The Marlins looking to win this series against the New York Mets. I've got Marlins on deck at 610, 640 first pitch. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.